Unnamed speedrunning career and people I met through doing no damage runs. You didn't know Unnamed actually ran other than Oko? Ah, uh, he didn't prior to Oko. It's why I said at the time that he wasn't a speedrunner and I didn't know him because he wasn't a speedrunner and I didn't know him. But uh, after Oko, he's uh, proven himself to be very good at the game and very committed to uh, being good at it, you know. And he's helped out with a lot of the strat testing and he's found all the strats himself and stuff. As I've said before, massive silver lining to not completing Oko faster was uh, all the people who ended up contributing to Oko, who have helped, either helped me out personally since then, or have um, since gone on to become runners themselves and uh, have found a lot of stuff, you know? Because had I succeeded a lot earlier, I wouldn't have met such people. As in, had I succeeded earlier, and therefore the series ended sooner, perhaps they wouldn't have been inspired to get involved. It's an interesting question. Do I see meeting Krim, Well, Unnames, Ahem, and... Do I, do I see that as a better than getting first in No Damage? I think I do. I mean, I still got the video anyway. Ah, uh, but a lot of people out there do think I'm an arsehole. Because of all that drama. Nah, I still think it's worth it. Especially, yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. What am I talking about? Are esports careers over after you turn 24 years old? Wait, Shroud is returning to Valorant's esports team? How old is Shroud? Shroud's 28. He's past the esports prime of, you know, under 24. See how he goes. Shroud is an aimbot. He's cracked. For I mean, considering he plays these games every single day, you'd imagine he'd still be really good. But I mean, when he was in CSGO as a pro, he was really good, right? But not like the best? No, maybe he was the best. No, I think he was like insanely good, but he didn't win an insane amount of tournaments or something. Either way, I heard someone recently say, like speculate, that maybe the reason why people seem so much worse at video games, you know, in their later 20s, moving into their 30s, isn't because like the reaction times are getting so much worse. It's because they don't have as much time to practice. And I thought to myself like, yeah, or maybe it's a bit of both. When I'm playing the game, GTA, and I feel slower, like, let's be real, how much of that is because I have aged two years, two, three years, versus just not doing speedrunning consistently for two to three years? Most people, as they get into their 20s, you know, want to do other things. They move on, and that can affect their, uh, their skill. That makes sense. How much of Valorant is pinpoint accuracy versus, like, AoE effects? It's less than CSGO? Updates to my merch store. Oh, by the way, guys. There is 25 more items on my merch store. I'm not gonna read them all out, but you can uh, you can see even a gun now, which is good. Oh, so the white ones are the new ones, I see. That's cool. Got shirts and mugs and stickers and mouse pads and tank tops and phone cases. The internet's ability to forgive and forget. Viper React went. You never know, one day I may just become so jaded. Hate the world enough just to be like, fuck everything. Fuck everyone. You never know. I could just come to hate everyone and everything and just not give a fuck. Anything is possible. It'd be career suicide for sure? Nah. You would be very surprised what people will just forgive and forget. If you can give some reasonable justification for it. And the internet is a very big place. It's like Sonando. Sonando has been a scumbag for fucking forever. But, you know, he, he come back and he uh, 
start making videos again and people are like, oh, he, he must have changed and he's actually just stealing all my shit. Like, take Hassan. Hassan is one of the biggest scumbags, been in a fuck ton of controversy, uh, tons of videos out there showing him to be a complete douchebag, but he still has a huge audience and that's just how the internet is. Take my videos. Um, on, like, Asmongold, XQC, like, not a dent in their viewership in. Between Asmongold and Hassan, like, they must have banned half the internet by now, just because they ban anyone who disagrees with them or tells them their shit. It just doesn't matter, because the internet is just really big. It just feels as though, if you just stay in the game, it doesn't matter what you do. Twitch NFT ads. You go to NFT ad- NFT guys are really fucking desperate right now. Who the fuck would watch Twitch, get an ad for an NFT, and then buy that NFT? Like, who would do that? But I mean, who would buy NFTs to begin with? What I should do, chat, is every stream, I'll start it, and then I will draw something in paints, and be like, if you give me $5, the okay, the first person donating to me $5 gets my drawing, and I will sign it and say they have the exclusive rights to it, you get five bucks every stream. Genius. A random TikTok guy said, NFTs will make you rich. I mean, those TikTok guys do know what they're talking about. I joke, but I have occasionally learned interesting things on TikTok. I guess, you know, clock is right at least twice a day. A broken clock is twice a day. A broken clock is right at least twice a day. Got there, chat. Ubisoft removing access for some of their games and then backpedaling. Ubisoft shutting down servers and multiplayer for 15 games. Initially, it just seemed as though this was just gonna affect multiplayer, which is shit, but like, you can't access some games. Uh, like Josh here says, Ubisoft have removed Assassin's Creed Liberation HD from Steam. Even if you bought it and it was 75% off just a few days ago, you cannot play it. You cannot download it, you cannot access it, even if you did download it. A game people owned taken from them. Why Ubisoft? This is fucked. That whole, you don't own games anymore, you just license them from uh, the companies that make them, you know, it's coming to bite everyone in the ass. Me as an advocate of how I like everything digital, all the people who are like, you gotta get the physical copies, they're laughing at me now. <laughs> this sounds illegal. I would be floored if this wasn't illegal somewhere. Like in the EU with all these consumer protections and all that can, at the very least, if this isn't illegal, if this happens enough and enough people get pissed off, you can guarantee a law will be passed to correct this in some way. I liked the WAN shows talk about it, where they were talking about how, like, what's the solution? Do we just expect companies to maintain servers or whatever for games forever? If they're not gonna do that, then they should like lose their rights to the game and communities that wanna maintain them should be able to without possible legal backlash. If you aren't willing to maintain the game, then other people should have the right to maintain it, you know? Yeah, open source the server code. Like us talking about whether or not this is illegal, Ubisoft clearly has lawyers. They will have assessed this to some degree and must believe that they're either in the right or have a chance they can argue in court that they're in the right, right? There are way too much games abandoned in copyright hell like Simpsons Hit and Run and old Need for Speed games that you just can't get and it's not legal to distribute them by community. That's certainly true. And that's gonna become more and more of a thing as time goes on. It's a miscommunication on Steam. You can still play the games after September. You won't have access to DLC anymore. Oh, so you can play the base game, but not the DLC? It did seem weird that there wouldn't be an offline mode. 
Update, Ubisoft says current owners of Assassin's Creed Liberation HD on Steam will still be able to access, play, or be downloaded after its decommissions. Gotcha. So is that Ubisoft backtracking or is it a clarification? No, they changed it recently. It wasn't a miscommunication. They changed it after the backlash. Who knows, I suppose. It's, it's the XQC thing. I never do or say anything stupid. I'm always just joking. <laughs> will future VR systems have base stations? Base stations are those boxes that you put in the corner of your room that detect where you are for whatever games you're playing. So I've talked to my electrician about getting four PowerPoints in the corners so that I could put base stations there because the Valve Index can use four base stations, but I didn't even know if Valve was gonna keep using base stations. Does anyone know about if they're gonna keep it? So the Quest right now doesn't use base stations and the Quest is like the vast majority of the VR market. They lose money on quests that they sell. They're just trying to dominate the market. You cannot get better value for money when it comes to VR hardware than the Quest. And they're gonna be releasing another Quest that is also not gonna use base stations. When you have a headset that doesn't use base stations, it's just easier to set up. You don't necessarily need as much room. It, it's just like one thing. Is it wireless as well? Yes, see like, and then you compare that to the Valve Index, which has base stations and a bunch of cables, and most people just don't want to deal with that shit. However, like, you get better tracking with base stations. You get a better visual experience with your PC connected by the cables. Like, the Valve Index still gives you the best experience when it comes to VR, but clearly the more mainstream public doesn't want to spend that kind of money to get a Valve Index, and they don't want to bother with setting up base stations everywhere. Uh, it just adds on more expense. And so, like, it would make sense if the next Valve Index didn't use base stations, even though base stations give you a better experience. And so I'm worried I'm gonna put like a bunch of PowerPoints in my walls, and then a year from now, Valve Index, the next Valve Index is gonna be, not use them. In my mind, it would be strange if Valve didn't make them optional. Like, you have the option to use the base stations. But then I suppose that might make games additionally more complex because you've got to continue to develop them with consideration for the older hardware and stuff. I don't know, you know. I tried looking around for information. I couldn't find anyone definitively saying anything about it. The problem with VR for me is that it's so hard to capture on stream because they're circular eyes, right? So you've got to like cut off the corners. I hope by now the uh, third party solutions as to how to get VR stuff captured uh, are a bit better, right? Lo-Fi Girl has stream taken down due to a wrongful copyright claim. Lo-Fi Girl is a meme and a stream on YouTube that just continuously plays chill hop music. And the video that plays with the music is a looping gif of a girl studying for an exam. I think they're run by the same company that gives me my copyright free playlist that I use on stream. But she got a false copyright strike which ended her stream which was 868 days long. The longest live stream ever, if you can call it live, just non-stop and it was broken by this uh, false copyright strike. And so YouTube has responded and fixed the channel. Uh, at least it should be up now, I, I assume. There's been a lot of memes like this. Lo-fi girl on her way to take the exam after 868 days of study. <laughs> I just found that really funny. <laughs> I do agree though with the complaints that the main reason this got reversed so quickly is because it's lo-fi girl. There was a big hubbub or whatever. The criticism that sometimes it feels as though, and it likely is, that 
the smaller you are, the less of a chance you have to have these uh, wrongful claims turned around. It, ju it just sucks. Until the law changes, these things are always going to happen, regardless of how good YouTube is at, it, is at it, you know? My quest for Slurpees, aka Slushies. I have been endeavoring to find myself a store that will deliver Slurpees to me. The only company that does is McDonald's, but they're not very good Slurpees. The Slurpees that I used to have at Skate 2000 as a kid were the greatest things ever. And the closest thing to those Slurpees are the ones that are given at like, it was 7-Eleven service stations and stuff. You know, you buy them for like a dollar. I love those things, but I don't want to drive just to get a Slurpee every single time. Like who's driving 20 minutes for a Slurpee is what I'm saying. Oh, slushies. If you don't know what Slurpees are, they're slushies. Uh, frozen Cokes, but not really frozen. But there are no stores that will just give me a slushie. I went to buy myself a machine that makes Slurpees. They cost like well over a thousand dollars just for a simple one. I don't mean shaved ice machines that you put flavoring on. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for an actual Slurpee where it's a continuous mixing of the ice and the substance for the perfect texture. But the main reason I don't want to get one is, is not the price surprisingly, it's that I'm too lazy to clean them because they get very dirty very quickly. Then you got to put in all the materials and stuff and ah, it's just awful. I would much rather just be able to get them delivered, but I can't, and it makes me sad. I wonder if I could work that out with some cleaning service. I'm like, you come by every month, clean my house, and make sure you clean my slurp machine. Clearly, I should just buy a house that's next to a 7-Eleven. There's nothing wrong with this plan, except the money to buy a house. <laughs> Hire an assistant? I have thought before about doing that, but then I think to myself, like, I don't need that much stuff very often. I do have DoorDash, but I don't have a store that sells Slurpees. That's the problem. DoorDash, Uber Eats, they don't have it. I'm like, why? Does no one else want Slurpees from the petrol station? Words that shouldn't be lewd, but kind of are. You know what's weird to me, chat? The word length almost has lewd connotations. In the same way that I guess moist is for other people. It doesn't trip me out of it. It's just, it's just, you can't like girth and moist. Like these words aren't lewd. But just for whatever reason, it just kind of has that little bit of an association in my brain. TikTok and the value of removing options. There's no YouTube alternative. Have you seen TikTok? TikTok is just biting and biting into YouTube right now. I told you guys that I was sitting there for like two days just watching TikTok and YouTube and stuff. What would happen is I'd go to YouTube, start watching YouTube, finish a video. And if I couldn't find another video in like two minutes, I would just flick over to TikTok and go from TikTok to TikTok to TikTok to TikTok to TikTok. I realize that in the impressions of videos that is shown to me, there are probably like many videos there that if they happen to be in front of my eyeballs, I'd watch them. But the active choice to engage with the video, I'm like, I can find something better. Like, oh, I haven't found anything. I best go, I'll just go to TikTok for 10 minutes. It's just interesting how that works, that by removing my choice to make a decision as to by removing my choice to choose between like eight different things on the screen or or whatever the on 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 YouTube, I actually find more content to watch. But I think the quality of content I watch on TikTok is it's lower, like way lower. Because it's in front of me and it's a three out of ten. And I'm like, well, it's in front of me though, so fuck it, I'll watch it. 
But on YouTube, I'll only click on something if it's like a seven out of 10, at least what is suggested in the impression. I, I really should just start watching YouTube shorts. I shouldn't be supporting TikTok because of their terrible monetization scheme. And of course, all the, the data issues with um, China and all that stuff. But obviously YouTube shorts doesn't have great monetization either, but at least it's still on the platform of YouTube that you know pays creators a lot. You watch TikTok and YouTube shorts. Why watch them both though? I think anything that is good on TikTok just ends up on YouTube, except for all the copyrighted material though. There's so much fucking copyrighted material on TikTok. I think they might be cracking down on copyrighted material a bit more because now there's a lot of people playing a small little video game. And on top of that is the show. And they must be scanning for this material. And so they have other moving parts to prevent the system from picking it up, you know? I've known about people straight ripping YouTube content on TikTok, getting thousands of views and they get away with it. Oh, absolutely. And as I've talked about, the conversion from TikTok to YouTube is infinitesimally small. Some of the biggest creators moving from TikTok to YouTube get basically nothing. Like think for you, if you use TikTok, how many TikToks do you see that reference other material somewhere else that you end up seeking out that other material? I think in all my time I've used TikTok, I must've seen tens of thousands of TikToks, maybe, maybe 10 times. We're talking a rate of like one in a thousand. YouTube Shorts have a lot of content from that's stolen from TikToks. It is funny because TikToks have the watermark. You can see immediately if the short has been stolen from TikTok. Yeah, some people do just re-upload their TikToks on YouTube Shorts. So that isn't stinny, of course, but you can tell when it's stolen because again, there's the watermark. Do you think short form content is bad? Depends how you're defining bad. Clearly there's a demand for it. I think the best thing that short form has, has going for it is that like it removes choice from the consumer. I know that may sound weird, but sometimes having less choice is better. It's like when you go somewhere and there's like 110 options and you look and you're like, I, I, don't, I don't know what all these options are. What, what's going on? And you feel compelled to look at them all. And then you can't remember the first ones that you were given initially. And it's just, you're like, oh, this is gonna take forever to pick something. Oh my God, this sucks. Like you just, you just want like a couple of options that appeal to you, you know? But in the case of TikTok or YouTube shorts, you flick to the next thing, you examine it for a few seconds. If you like it, you keep watching. If you don't, you flick to the next one. This is a more enjoyable experience than superficially judging content on YouTube based on their title and thumbnail. It just is. Like a part of you knows that there's a bunch of things that you're skimming over that you'd probably be okay watching if they happen to be already playing in front of your face, but you just can't be fuck clicking them because there may be something better coming up right next, you know? Sure, you could watch this six out of 10 video, but maybe on the next screen, there's gonna be a 10 out of 10 video. You don't wanna waste your time. TikTok YouTube Shorts removes that, uh, that ambiguity that, oh, and that fear of missing out on the next good thing. It just gives you something now. Like, can you really call TikTok just short form content when they've got, you know, three minute videos and then 10 minute videos and people are watching like whole episodes of Adventure Time and shit on TikTok. I saw this channel that was uploading every single episode of Futurama in three parts. They weren't a hugely successful channel, but like clearly there's a lot of longer form content on there. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.